Welcome to a football show, Thursday edition. His name is Zach, my name is Braden, and we are here to talk about three very large, enormous football games and a few other small football games around the world of the NFL and in college football here. In week number nine in the NFL, week number 10 in college football, I believe. Nailed it. Yeah, hey, I got it. I got, I got it. Welcome to the show. Brought to you, of course, by Weiss Liquors, right there, Kingston Group, Pharmacy, three awesome Locally owned, amazing businesses. We'll tell you about those folks, of course, throughout the course of the show. So make sure you make sure you support local business. Turn on all the notifications, of course, the YouTubes, the Twitters, all the different places that you could just, you know, catch the show, catch the content, listen to Zach's other work on football and other F words, read his stuff. Of course, you can listen to Mike Herndon. You can listen to Music City Audible. You can listen to People complain about the Nashville Predators, uh, if you want, as well, on some of the Fred stuff that we do. We got Nashville SC stuff. Congrats to Hani Mukhtar. We got Fringe Element covering college football. We basically, at Broadway and at 440, have everything you could possibly need to be a Nashville sports fan, honestly, is, is really what we're what we're getting at here, Zach. Well, what, what's left? Is there anything left? Sounds coverage, I guess, would be the last thing. No one is beating down my door to sponsor a sounds podcast like that hasn't that what hasn't about, happened what about yet. that bar uh connected to uh the sounds maybe we should create one we become the foremost sounds experts and then we go to the scoreboard or whatever it is I, that's connected oh to the the is it the brooklyn, third and home third and home brooklyn bowl or something like, either way go third to the far, go to the pharmacy if you want yeah. a good good meal um I will say, like, I would definitely take a sponsorship from the farmer's market. My wife, love we love that place. The kids love that place. We do the farmer's market all the time. So if you want to, farmers, hey, farmer's market, <laughs> hey, farmers, if you got some extra cash and you want to throw our way, we'll take it and support what you guys are doing. Well, everybody knows farmers are flush with cash right now. <laughs> right, farmersonly.com. Uh, all right, pharmacy, of course, over there on McFerrin. Grab a great place to grab a burger, tots, homemade everything. Homemade everything, man. Everything is homemade there. You got the Kingston Group, of course. BuildKG.com is the website. Uh, if you want to make any big decisions about your house, just talk to them first, of course, in Weiss Liquors. Uber Eats. Search Weiss Liquors on Uber Eats and have the booze delivered directly to your home in as quickly as 20 minutes, Zach. They drive so you could drink. Uh, that was actually our best one. That, you think that so? was not Yeah, because I didn't screw up the opening and the toss and you nailed it from a timing standpoint basically thanks for watching everybody enjoy the weekend that's it that was a great we're, show we're gonna george costanza this sucker that's so, it i'm out <laughs> here uh here is um here's what we're gonna talk about there's a there's a titans game against the chiefs on sunday night we're gonna talk about that the tennessee volunteers are playing a tiny football game in athens georgia just we're gonna talk one just a, little, just a little one one that zach has a lot of pride uh, baked into like a lot of I told you so is coming from Zach if Tennessee were to win that game uh, <laughs> so regular show and then uh, of course uh, uh, we've got Bama and LSU which like is quietly under the radar in terms of football interest this weekend but it's a huge top 10 matchup massive game we'll talk big Jeff we'll talk trade deadline we'll talk playoff rankings there's all kinds of other stuff we'll get into but largely uh, this is all about football here on the show today so um, I guess, do you want to start with Big Jeff here? Is that how you want to get started? Because I I read the article, and one I know we're going to talk about the action. You're the contract expert here, and I want you to sort of explore the studio space on the contract situation and what it means and what it doesn't mean and all kinds of other stuff. But I just, one PSA for folks out there. If all you do is consume Twitter or Instagram or social media, and all you do is consume headlines, 
you missed a whole lot of really good stuff about Jeffrey Simmons. I, I just I just want to say, like, there was more in the article than just this. Such there, great content. It was three thousand words. Some really good stuff about his family and his music and his like career and like all kinds of stuff. And he addressed the the stuff that happened in high school. Like he that was a really interesting column about a human being who is extraordinary at what he does and mixed in about three quarters of the way down <laughs> after all this awesome stuff is this little quote about how, you know, we were negotiating in the off season and here's what the Titans said to me and in, in the middle of a negotiation. And here's what I thought about it. And in the middle of a negotiation, uh, whenever, when nothing is real, um, I, I just hope everybody read the whole article, dude, because it was a really good piece about Jeffrey Simmons. And the only thing that got on Twitter was here's what people think about the, the contract. Well, it's it's the it's it's the news part newsworthy part of the the article, right? Everything else is a human interest piece, and it's all interest. But this is in the midst of this three thousand word article. There's I don't know about like twenty five, thirty five words here. It's one. It's like one paragraph. It's and this is what it says. It was we want you to be here, but we don't know exactly when we'll be able to pay you. The Titans were like, we don't know if we're going to be able to offer you what you think you're worth. We want to pay you, but we don't know where it's going to come from. That's basically what it was, not an offer. Has has anyone ever been involved in a negotiation before? Well, there there's a couple of things about this negotiation process that we should probably maybe provide a little bit of context to. Now, we don't know exactly when they said this. Because if they said this at the beginning of the negotiation process, that's probably true. They had to pay Harold Landry. They you know, got other contracts on the board. We know they were tied up against the cap the whole way through. This never really says we're not going to be able to pay you in the future. It just says, really, we don't know when exactly. So could be next year during your fifth year option when you're playing it out. It could be the year after that when it's all over and we're going to take care of you then. We don't know. We don't know when this was said and exactly the tense of the set. Because technically you're playing a game of phone tag, right? Because basically the Titan said something to his new agent and his new agent has told something to him and there's no telling what's been said between his agent and him to try to maybe, you know, stoke the flames a little bit. Because if you look at his agent on Twitter and I wish I'd pulled up his Twitter before we thought to pull up his Twitter, he's hammering home every time the big Jeff wins something, does something, do something. He's putting out money signs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Let me say this. Big Jeff's going to get paid. But if you're going to sit here and try to preach to me that there's nothing to worry about and it's for sure going to happen, take that shit somewhere else. Because it's, it's, let me say something. His only loyalty to any color is to the money of green, the color of money, the green, it's greenbacks all day long. Because okay. you can say till you're blue in the fucking face on Twitter and press conferences that you, this is where you want to be. And you want to be a Titan for life and you want to retire. You can say that all you want. You can say any player. It's not just Titans players can say that all they want for any team. But at the end of the day, yeah, I'll be here and I want to be here as long as I'm getting fucking paid. Is that any different than most NFL players? Well, I put that just said that where you choose. So no, I, I, I said it's a, it could be for any team and any player. Okay. Okay. Good. I, I was like hockey. I was yeah. thinking hockey. Well, I was thinking hockey contracts in Nashville. They've taken some discounts. Those are guaranteed contracts. Like I, that we've seen oh, it in baseball. Hockey, listen, like no other sport. Right. Matters. This is, this, this is football. 
I'm I'm sorry. Hockey's interesting. Basketball's <laughs> interesting. Baseball's interesting in their own right. If though you're into those sports, football's a totally different beast, and and every sport is its own entity. You cannot. I hate when people compare. Well, I don't know why the NFL doesn't have a doesn't pay players like the NBA does, and blah blah blah. blah. Well, look, the NBA is already trying to backtrack that right yeah, now. If you, if you look at it, you know why? Because it's not sustainable. Nobody's yeah, it, basketball NFL is that popular. And then when you have 53 times 32, 53 players from 32 teams, you can't pay it. And so it doesn't and, matter what these other players get paid. No, no. And that's every not, NFL player and every NFL team, every NFL player will play for any NFL team as long as they are getting paid. Yeah. And, and first of all, it's not called a hockey show. It's called a football show. <laughs> yeah. It's not called a basketball show. I was saying that just trying to think through sort of some examples and some opportunities and times when like, okay, I've seen this happen or that happen. And it's never in the NFL. It's just never a thing that happens in the NFL. Um, It doesn't mean that it hasn't in the past where a player said privately, Hey, I might do this, or I want to be here, or maybe he's a free agent and he's got three different options. And this one maybe is 30,000 less, but I want to be in this city and not Buffalo or whatever. Like that kind of stuff happens, but not like, Hey, we're going to give you a hundred million or you can get 80 million. What are you going to do? Like there's very few human beings that would leave the $20 million on the table. Uh, and also I was leading, I was reading Trey's comments there. That's why, that's why I must've missed that when you said that. So I apologize. Yeah. Um, there's no such thing as a hometown discount anymore. That's changed. And really recently in like the last two or three years, it's not been, it's not been that way forever. Cause you see Tom Brady do it, but you don't really hear of many other teams doing it. Maybe offensive linemen that are nearing the end of their career. Players that are near the end of their career. Yes. They probably will take a hometown town discount like Jason Kelsey, I believe, is the one that's playing for the Cowboys. It's very it's very odd. I think it's him, but that's a little bit different. Normally, players that are towards the end of their thing, towards the end of their career, will stay with the team and retire with the team if they have established roots. Big Jeff ain't got established roots in Tennessee. And Big Jeff's getting his next big his first big contract. He's getting get paid. Yeah. Will he get paid by the Titans? Sure, maybe. Will he not? <laughs> Fuck yeah, there's a real chance. It's very 50-50. Okay, the so idea, does, yeah, go ahead. So, well, just, so let me ask you, though, because I want you to keep going on this, but is it then none of this matters then, right? The article doesn't matter. His comments don't matter. His tweet doesn't matter. The tweets from the agent don't matter. Like the, anything the Titans say doesn't matter. It's all posturing for a negotiation between an agent and and two people for the Titans largely, right? Which is John Robinson and, and Vin Marino. Like those people are going to sit down and negotiate. Uh, are you like in my head, I don't think any of this public stuff matters at all. It's just, can we find a dollar amount that we agree on that fits with the cap that fits with your needs that is worthy of your talent and, and what you are. Meanwhile, he's focused on Patrick Mahomes. Like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, this is whole reading into his demeanor and uh, the stuff about his tweets and everything. Hey, there was another player that's had the same tweet pinned up on his profile, and he's playing for the Philadelphia fucking Eagles. <laughs> so give me a break. You guys are repeating the same mistake. If yeah. you are for sure going to go out and say, well, look at what Big Jeff said. Oh, man, he's a Titan for life. All these other people who are saying that he's not a Titan for life or blah, 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 or that, there's, that he's not going to stay and that the Titans are for sure going to pay him. They're, they're idiots. No, 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 sir. You have to leave it open for the possibility, which there's a good chance 
that they don't have the cash flow. Well, that's what I want to ask you is then what needs to happen for the contract to work? Because there's a lot of different funny ways to make it work with lots of guaranteed money, with the, signing the bonuses. Is not the deferred. salary cap. Like, salary cap doesn't matter. It's cash flow. And guess what the, the Titans are building and draining their cash flow into right now? <laughs> so if you want Big Jeff here, you may want to be voting no for the stadium. In all seriousness, though, Cash flow is a problem, right? They have you have to have for guaranteed money that you are guaranteed on the contract that you are not paying up front. You have to have a certain amount of cash in escrow to cover that. So that means you just have fucking cash sitting there in a bank account wasting away that you can't use. The the Titans, I think, today are announcing some big uh or Nissan Stadium is announcing some big Billy Joel concert, right? So you're with, gonna see a with lot of Stevie Nicks with Stevie Nicks. Oh, Stevie, now you got my attention. Stevie Nicks and Billy Joel. Okay, so wives and husbands. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> are they married? No, no, no. I mean oh. couples, couples that want to see Billy Joel and or Stevie Nicks. Now there's a reason to see them together. Oh, uh, well, probably not the prices are gonna be charging because they got yeah, big Jeff to pay. That's so <laughs> You're going to hear and see more and more events like that coming up. These concerts to get ticket sales to generate cash flow for the new stadium and for the for these contracts are going to have to pay. It's not a salary cap issue. Salary cap is out of the way. Okay, let's just say hypothetically, because I, I I put my 250 or maybe after a couple of T-shirts, 350 bucks in through the Elton John concert a couple of weeks ago. My my wife and I, we with the kids, we did the we're 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 supporting the, the big Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> the big Jeff GoFundMe here uh, for the Titans. Let's say hypothetically that they've got that they've got the fifty million guaranteed or the seventy million guaranteed, whatever the number ends up being, that they've got to put an escrow. Let's just say they've got it and it's in the bank somewhere and they can move it and they've planned for it. Let's just say hypothetically, what what does actually have to because ha- like we've talked about Taylor Lewan not being here, we've talked about Derrick Henry not being here, p- potentially, probably he'll be here, but potentially. What what are the moving pieces that have to happen for Jeff Simmons to get a, I don't know what the number is going to be, four-year, $120 million contract? Like, just give me a ballpark what you think has to happen. Uh, the only move that has to be made is that John Robinson has to open up the checkbook. I mean, that's that's really it. Right now, we don't know what the salary cap is for next year, That I th- and we don't know what contracts are technically going to be for sure gone, but we know contracts are going to dump off, right? They're going to have cap room. Every team's going to have cap room. The cap's going to go up. It's not a salary cap issue at all. It's it's really how cheap is John Robinson going to try and get Jeff Jeff Simmons, Big Jeff, and and then that's the thing. Is he going to lowball him too too much and do and not have enough ground to cover up? You know this whole statement here. You know what I don't like about it is that that's the lasting impression that Jeffrey Simmons has had all year long. Right now, that's the thing that he remembers the most. I think there was a way to for the Titans to be able to say, hey, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. Instead of saying, we want to pay you. We just don't know how we're going to pay you. I think there's a fine line between the words that you use in the negotiation process to keep things a little bit more amicable. Yeah. Because now this is what he's sitting with, right? When asked about his contract, these are the words out of all the words that were said are in his head. To me, I, that's yeah. that's that's just bad negotiating for a little bit. You're not to say, oh, we're going to pay you whatever you want. We'll find a way to make this work is a much better way than, and eh, we don't know where it's going to come from, maybe. All right, well, so which which is the better negotiating tactic? Because it's a, it's a delicate balance, right? You don't want to 
lowball them so far that you that you you know that it's such a bad offer that you run them off the table, right? You run them away from you, and it's just not a thing that they that he's going to consider. But you also can't just say, "Hey, we'll pay you anything you want." Like that, you can't. If you do that, then it's you you've ruined your own leverage there as well. Again, I would argue they don't have any leverage well, because he's the most important player on the team. <laughs> like moving forward, what what is the like? Doesn't this all just get done with the right number? Yeah, but we have seen that the Titans struggle to get to that number quickly, and some oftentimes struggle to to even try to do it. Right? I mean, like. Sure, Johnny Smith got overpaid. Corey Davis got overpaid. But the Titans didn't even try to offer Corey Davis, according to Corey Davis. Can, can I ask, can I throw one thing out there? Yeah. That even as talented as A.J. Brown is, or any other piece, like there's very few players on the team that are more valuable, like positionally. Talent combined with position. There is nobody on the team that is, in my opinion, close to Jeffrey Simmons from like a talent oh, and I, position I agree. standpoint. And and if the, if they lose Jeffrey Simmons, they're going to lose a lot of fans. I mean, I, I seriously think that they will lose a lot of trust and faith. I guess I should say maybe less than fans, but they'll lose some trust and faith. You know, when you're looking at it, he needs to be getting. You want to start your offer. If just to put it in simple terms, and I hate using APY average per year, but simple terms, you should be starting at twenty million a year. Oh, easy, easy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to be that's where you need to be starting. I, you need start at twenty five. If, if I'm Jeffrey Simmons, I'm looking for twenty five to twenty seven point five. But you gotta oh. give yourself a little wiggle room because the twenty five. 20, no, I mean you're that you're getting paid close near Aaron Donald money and. That's that shouldn't. I think he's good, but that shouldn't happen. That's that's too much money for a defensive tackle at this stage of the game. So four for a hundred, you'd be fine with. Oh, that'd be a steal. Four for a hundred would be yeah. an absolute steal. I think they should be looking at four for a hundred and ten. Four for a hundred and do it right now. Yeah, do it right now. Do it right now. Do it right now. <laughs> because here's the thing: if you do it right now, mess around with it with his uh, fifteen year and this year's numbers. You can get yourself some extra cap space to start off with. How, how does and Trey says this in the comments? If you want to comment or have any questions, please jump in there and and, and throw throw anything you've got in there. Um, we, we're not afraid. Um, he says we we've also seen them pay the guys who have done it, and I'm curious how much like the Landry contract, the Bayard contract, the Lawan contract. Mo Landry, obviously the most recent and like his defensive line mate. Is there anything to like proof of concept that John Robinson can go to Jeffrey Simmons and say, look, we, we did this with Harold last year. Like we, 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 we made good, right? Like we did, we did good by Harold Landry and he got a huge paycheck. We are going to do that for you. Is there any truth to like Simmons just looking at some of his own guys in his own room and saying, Hey, they, they took care of him. They'll take care of me too. And they also didn't take care of AJ Brown in the same off season. Again, I would go right. I agree with you, but I'd go right back to positional value and how hard it is to find those guys. And it's just so hard to find Jeffrey Simmons. You can. Uh, it's been pretty hard to find a wide receiver, has it not? <laughs> True, but like it's been again, a lot easier to fill Harold Landry's void than it has been to fill AJ Brown's void. And I knew Harold Landry was getting overpaid, but you know that's neither here nor there. It's not my money. That that's probably fair. I would say even through all of the offseason, though, Tyreek Hill, McLaren. AJ Brown, Devontae Adams, on and on down the list, not single first round pick, not one first round pick in that group. So in theory, it should be easier to get those positions later on than the Aaron Donald guy 
the Indomitian Sioux guy, the Jeffrey Simmons guy. That like that guy is pretty hard to find second, third, fourth round. I mean, I know Chris Jones, I think, was a yeah, but you don't have a guy like pick. that to compare it to. Like they're the yeah. the the, 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 the listen. Recency bias is a real thing in this generation, and Jeffrey Simmons is going to be pointing to that, saying, if you don't take care of me, I'll, hey, I'll be contacting some pals of mine that I have around the league and be trying to get out of here, too. <laughs> he's, he's, he's FaceTiming, yeah. face, FaceTiming defensive ends all you across can, you the can, country. You can guarantee that he made some contacts while he was at that defensive tackle summit over the, uh, the pass rusher summit, whatever it was. You can guarantee that GMs will be lining up to pay Jeffrey Simmons what he's worth. This GM's not. You are you are far more skeptical about this than I anticipated. I, I thought. Well, I, I learned from my mistakes. I mean, I was I said all the whole time that AJ Brown was going to get taken care of and get signed and all this and stuff. And there was a lot of extra stuff that happened behind the scenes that came out later. Why not now? I mean, why not learn from your mistakes? I ask you, Titans fans, why do you refuse to learn from your mistakes? Yeah, it's I I this is a weird answer and it's kind of the same thing I just said a few minutes ago, but I I think Mike Vrabel and John Robinson value the talent and the position of Jeffrey Simmons just 10 times more than they would ever value, they value a, a him wide receiver. The same way that he values himself and that's the that's the question. Yeah, I guess you're right. No, you're right. You're right. That's ultimately what it comes down to. I it like it's weird cuz it's not proportional the reaction. If they let Derrick Henry, if they cut Derrick Henry at the end of the season, and let Jeffrey Simmons walk, the two reactions would be different and they would not be proportional to the value of the team. Like Jeffrey Simmons is 10 times more valuable to the team than Derrick Henry is over the next five years. Right. Oh, I agree. I, I agree. Like it's it, like, it's not even close. Jeffrey Simmons probably just as valuable as Derrick Henry right now. If not, maybe yeah. more valuable, you can argue it. Ha, ha, as we're about to talk about the chiefs game. Um, did you watch the chiefs game last year? <laughs> <laughs> like, if you did, <laughs> Then you know how important Jeffrey Simmons is. Uh, so let's talk Titans. Unless you got anything else you want to ask. No, to no. I stuff. just want people to learn from their mistakes. And it, I, maybe I just asked too much of people to use their intelligence. Yes. Yes, you you are. Uh, any, uh, I know you can check out the trade deadline special with you and Mike Herndon on the football and other efforts pod. Um, were you, were you, do you think anything changed in the AFC real fast before we get to the Kansas City game? Uh, you- Miami just got better. That's about it. I mean... You know, the Steelers weren't that good, so them losing Claypool doesn't really matter. I don't really believe that Roquan Smith is going to make that huge of a difference with the Ravens because their diff- their issues are in the defensive backs, not necessarily the linebackers. And um, Bradley Chubb does make the yeah. Dolphins better, but they still have a bad offensive line, maybe even worse than the Tennessee Titans. They just have better offensive playmakers to cover it up. And then... Their defense has been really, really bad. May I don't know if Bradley Chubb moves that needle enough, but they'll be in the playoffs. The th- they're also one hit to the quarterback away from being out of the, the playoff conversation altogether. And that, that's more of like a I'm concerned about Tua comment than anything else. Um, Ryan says, why can I not find your show live streamed on YouTube anymore? You can. It is on the 440 Sports YouTube page. So make sure you go to 440 Sports. That's 440 Sports and check it out. Uh, also, make sure the Kansas City game, by the way, brought to you by our wonderful and amazing sponsor, The Pharmacy, uh, right there on McFerrin Avenue in East Nashville. They also have a location downtown. You can also get food through Uber Eats if you want to, exclusively. But really, it's still gorgeous outside. It's still a great place to go grab lunch on a Friday afternoon. You want to go grab a burger, a brat, some tots, some homemade mustard, some fancy locally sourced beers. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, like anything you want, Made here in Nashville by Nashvillians for Nashvillians. 
make sure you swing by the pharmacy. You can get some good swag. Like they got some cool shirts too. I know you got a couple of those. Like the shirts are pretty cool too. Yeah. So uh, they got a cool little soda rail and bar there for the kiddos. Like literally anything you could ever need or ever want from the pharmacy. Go check it out. <laughs> Thank you, Steely or Stony. I was thinking about eighties uh, concerts and I saw, saw Steely Dan. Steely, yeah, Stony Keely. Uh, sending the put the link there. In the comments, uh, we'll get to SEC stuff coming up a little bit later. I'm, I am not surprised the Titans didn't make a trade. It's just not in their DNA. It doesn't feel like to make a big move at the deadline. Um, they they sure. called. I mean, they yeah. were in on Bradley Chubb, supposedly, according to reports out of Denver, that they were in on Bradley Chubb. So, obviously, they called on almost every player. But, look, that no seems off- like an odd player to have called about. Uh, who the fuck knows? Uh, listen, <laughs> the... The, no no offensive tackle or offensive lineman was moved, and that should tell yep. you right there, then yep. and there that that there wasn't one available at the right price for any team because you yep. know the Bengals needed one, especially coming off the day, that Monday night football game where uh, Jonah Williams just got abused <laughs> the whole fucking game. So, I, I listen – the obsession with the wide receiver thing during the deadline was absurd to me. Like, I'm not suggesting the Titans don't need help with the position. They do. That is not the thing that's going to help them over the top. They've got injured players coming back onto the team in the next few weeks that are going to help them at that position. Development of some of the young players will help them at that position. They have no answers at left tackle. <laughs> like yeah. that would have been that would have been the position to go address. So I'm not surprised because, like you said, nobody really made any moves at that position at all. Speaking so. of that, there there's a question by D good. He said, uh, with DD staying at LT, why does J Rob hate Tannehill? And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why J Rob hates this team and hates pass blocking. It, well, you're not answer. He, well, he's to, to, I'm not going to defend him here, but he's tried in the first and second round a couple times. Well, he's just using the same method over and over much like Titans fans, believing it, uh, everybody's just so gung ho wants to stay in Nashville. Yeah, that that's not repeats, an NFL thing. Repeats the same mistake over it, and over. That's a hockey thing and a soccer thing. That is not an NFL thing. <laughs> Nobody takes hometown discounts to stay in a, a market that hurts your overall brand equity. <laughs> yeah, especially after Delaney Walker's comments, and then here he is, he's back. Woo! Well, and like even in the story, like Jeffrey Simmons' agents, like, yeah, if we were in Dallas, we'd be a household name. And it's like, well, yeah. probably, but you know what? Dallas kind of sucks. So yeah. <laughs> Nashville's cooler. All right, back to the the, the Kansas City game. Uh, Sunday night, this was one of, if not the worst game of Patrick Mahomes starting NFL career last season, like banged up the entire game, beaten around four sacks, turnover, no touchdowns, three points at halftime, three points at the end of the game. One of the most dominant performances. And I want to say it was right off the heels of the Buffalo game. Uh, I think it was right after the Buffalo game where they got the stop against Josh Allen. This was the start of the dominant defensive line Titans that we now know. I would assume there is going to be that the game plan is not all that different for Tennessee. I just think Kansas City's pissed off for greatness in this one, and I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm not very optimistic about this, Zach. Well, there, there is some reasons to, to be optimistic. Now, I, I, if I were a betting man, I'd be putting money on the Kansas City money line, but I would be putting money on the Tennessee to cover the points. Okay. Um, so here, here's where I'm at with this, and I, and I put it here: heavy lies to crown Titans ground attack versus KC. The reason I say this is because if you go back to KC's worst rushing defense performance, it was against the the Las Vegas Raiders where they allowed like 6.8 yards per carry to Josh Jacobs. It was ridiculous. They used a lot of six offensive linemen heavy sets to run with Josh Jacobs. And 
this team likes to rush blitz the runs. So when you have extra offensive linemen in there and you have extra tight ends in there and these heavy sets, a little bit harder to do that. Thus, and we saw it this weekend against the Texans this past weekend. I think you're going to see some Dylan Raidens out, out there in some jumbo sets. Nobody talks about it, but he was out there in a lot of, in a couple of those run sets, heavy formations. Cause see a lot of Jeff Simmons. You're not probably going to see a lot of passing unless it just get desperately behind and the success rate on the runs are not what they need them to be because this team can't win with a 30 carry 105 yard performance yeah. by Derrick Henry. It's going to have to win off a 30, 155 right. yard carry two touchdown kind of performance from Derrick Henry as it stands. It's just, it's yep. there's no AJ Brown last year. They had AJ Brown during this game and you, so look, you look at it that way. There's no, there's no AJ Brown on this team that can win those one-on-one balls. They're getting a little bit healthier on that defense. So it's going to be, I'm not saying it's going to be as ridiculous as the Texans game was, but it is going to be a definitely run focused, run heavy emphasis on the run kind of game. It's going to be heavy sets. Yeah. And, and Derek Henry, number two, the number two average yards per game he has against any team in the AFC. Number one is the Texans. Of course, uh, number two is Kansas City. The, the most success he has ever had in his career against any team in the AFC. It's number one, Houston, number two, Kansas City. And that does not include the big game in the playoffs where he ran for like 160 yeah, yards. And, and to be honest, last year, he was not very effective versus Kansas City. No, he was a passer. He was a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> he, he threw a touchdown in that game and Tannehill actually ran one in. And you tell me he's not like CMC. <laughs> All right. I stay. I, I sit and live stream corrected. I apologize. Uh, I, it's more about, I, like, I, I still think that side of things can be successful or at least as successful as we expect for the offense. The running game, heavy sets, Derrick Henry, you know, lots of motion, you know, do what you got to do and and hammer the football. I, I, again, just like last week, we told you, get, get Dontrell Hilliard more involved. You know, get these guys more involved. And, and I thought Hilliard was very, very good. Now, this is a very different defense, but still, you can find room. It's the other side of the ball that I just don't ex- – even though the Titans' defense is so much further along than the offense in terms of how complete they are, how healthy they are, and where they're at, I just – there's something about the NFL and replicate – like Kansas City and Mahomes will learn from their mistakes last year. Oh, I mean, they, he talked about it, right? I mean, he talked about that they got their asses kicked last year. It was on uh, Wednesday in a press conference, and he said, we got our asses kicked last year, and this team's a lot better than what they think they – or everybody thinks they Oh, oh, you okay? You okay? He's he's all right. He's coming back from coming a, back. He's still playing her, unlike Tom and Giselle yeah. and Tannehill and all the other people you made fun of this week. <clears throat> so you're, you're you know here. the Titans' defense got to stay disciplined like they did last year because that's that's what helped them. They were able to stay disciplined, let the pass rush get home, make Mahomes be uncomfortable, and that's what they did last year with Greg. Maybe I don't even think they had Christian Fulton <coughs> for this game last year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I can double check that for you real fast uh, if we need to. Um, I was looking for the injury report because Hooker obviously had the shoulder issue. Um, we'll get to Tannehill in, in just a, in just a second, but when you're looking at the value of those guys and you're looking at the value of pass coverage, it, it, like talking about David Long being as good a pass coverage linebacker in the NFL as Christian Fulton being as good a pass coverage corner on the outside as there is in the NFL, like you're getting all these guys lined up. You, 
that's that's your only chance at beating. Yeah, Christian Fulton did not play versus Kansas City last year, and they they did a great job with Greg Maben as a starting corner, is shutting down Tyree Kill. I mean, it wasn't, and there is no Tyree Kill this time. They still don't know what their run offense is in Kansas City. So to me, you're you're coming in. They may be coming in healthier on offense than they were last year because I know Mahomes was banged up, I think, the week before they, they came into this game. But the yeah. Titans are coming in healthier on defense this time. Yeah. yeah, And that, to me, is a bigger thing. They have now Roger McCreary. Maybe they have Elijah Molden. If they don't, not a big deal. You know, if they don't have Amani Hooker, maybe there's some problems there. But they're going to be prepared. And I think that when you look at this team and look at this defense versus this offense, you know, it just it's it's a better team. Uh, it's just a better defense than what the Kansas City Chiefs saw last year. And their offensive line is worse. Kansas City's offensive line is worse than it was last year, specifically in pass blocking. Yeah, it, I it's 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 so hard. Like you watch that game and you look at that game and you go, OK, I think. Here's where the Titans are better. Here's where they're worse. Here there was. Here's where the Chiefs are better. Here's where they're worse. Like no, again, no, no Tyree Kill, no Harold Landry. Like you can go on and on and on around about this. I still think the Titans have the defensive personnel to be in a good position to hold them in check. Now, frankly, Kansas City's also played a lot of close games this year, more, more than we've seen in the past, where they're in a close game against the Raiders team. They're in a close game against the Chargers. They're in a close game. Like they've been in close games most of the season. Um, I, I think the 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 Tampa Bay defensive numbers is weird like they gave up like three yards rushing to tampa bay this year and that like totally skewed their defensive rushing metrics otherwise the game you talked about where they gave up like 160 yards to the raiders is more about is more sort of on par with what they are so i think there's room for the offense um i, I i'm with you i like kansas city on the money money line i'll take the titans and the points how does ryan Tannehill's status affect all of this conversation oh he's got fucking play and he just has to <laughs> I, I don't think the Chiefs are gonna. I don't think the Chiefs and Andy Reid are gonna let you do what the Texans did. I think they're gonna. I, I'd be hard pressed to believe in, in the Titans at all. I'd, I'd have a hard time betting on the money line in favor of the Titans. I'd have a hard time betting on the points in favor of the Titans. It yep. would just be, it'd be rough. And it, it's just Mal, Malik has some experience, but I don't think Malik is ready for what Steve Spagnola can do to a rookie quarterback. Uh, 12, 12 and a half point spread tells me that Tannehill's they're not expecting Tannehill, but, um, he did, he, you know, he went, he's done like light walkthroughs and there's lots of questionable talk. And I, my, my question is how much damage can you do to it longer term? If he comes back too early and then re-injures it, I, I there's some concern there. Is this weird to look at it this way again? As I'm not, a, I'm not looking at it as a fan, just sort of like a shrewd sort of like cynic here. You, you flip the switch and you won your five games and you've taken control of the division largely with wins over teams that you really had to beat. Kansas City's right where we kind of expected them to be. Baltimore's right where we expected them to be. Buffalo's right where we kind of expected them to be leading each division with the Titans leading their division. Is there some of this that this game is just all house money? Like just, just don't hurt yourself. Don't get Tannehill more hurt. Don't get Jeff Simmons more hurt. Don't get Hooker more hurt. Don't do, you know, Derrick Henry says his foot is fine, but don't get him more hurt. Like I can, I can almost feel like this is a house money game after five straight wins. If that makes any sense at all, I could see it, but also you have to show up. 
right? I mean, if you don't show up at all, it, there's a difference between losing this game by by 24 points and losing this game by three points. You know, you you have to show up. You you can't you can't go win this game and not win because or not not try your best to win. And I'm not saying that's not what you're saying, but you you all hands on deck for this game. I, I guess I guess I disagree with Tannehill. Like I I to me I view this game as a if they're compet like there's no it's not college football we're about to talk about that where like how you lose and how you win matters. This is just wins and losses. And I don't think many people are picking the Titans to go out there and win. And if Tannehill gets injured worse, that affects way more down the road than it does this one potential potential game, if that makes sense. I, I guess, but then you're you're kind of showing the world and your team that yeah, even with maybe a gimpy Ryan Tannehill, we us beating the Chiefs is a big deal. Yeah. It is a big deal. I yeah. mean, you see how beating the Colts and beating the Texans and how these wins energize the locker room. If you go out and you lose 34 to 3 to the Kansas City Chiefs and Ryan Tannehill didn't play, you're pretty much at your 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 lowest of lows right now. I mean, like you went on this big hot win streak and then you you now get, uh, the win streak is sandwiched between the number one in the AFC and the number two best team in the AFC. <laughs> you got your ass yeah. blown out. I, I guess I guess my message to the locker room is like, well, we but we did it with Malik Willis, so it's okay. Like I don't know. I, mean, it would I, be, I think it'd be I think it'd be way worse if Ryan Tannehill gets hurt worse and he's out for eight weeks. Like that See, would be to way me, worse. I would I would think that if you want Malik Willis to start learning in games, it's better to do it after this game. That's probably fair. I mean, I'm with you on that one, but man, like basically, you just have to have Ryan Tannehill. Like, if you want to accomplish anything this year, you got to have Ryan Tannehill. That's just the way it goes. And well, so, the good news is they're not going to win the Super Bowl, so we're okay <laughs> either way. Doesn't really matter. And it's so funny, like when you're you're talking, like, hey, well, but you're sending this message to your team, and there's all this psychological stuff, and at the same time, like we've seen weirder shit happen in the NFL. Yeah, where a team goes on the road and beats the best team in the AFC. Like again, Jacksonville, Buffalo last year. Yep. Like. We, we've seen backup quarterbacks go and beat really great teams because the NFL is just weird like that. It's so balanced. It just is what it is. But I would take 12 and a half points right now in a heartbeat. Like, I, I, I would do that. Give me the 12 and a half. Chiefs on the money line. Yeah, right uh, now, that's what I would do. Brought to you by, of course, Pharmacy. The Pharmacy. Burger Garden and Beer Parlor right over there in East Nashville and McFerrin Avenue. I don't know why I'm pointing at the door in my house. I'm not sure. But uh, the Pharmacy is a great place to go have lunch. All right. Kingston Group. Tennessee. Just building, just building to that national championship resume. The Tennessee Volunteers, number one in the playoff rankings. Brought to you by the Kingston Group. BuildKG.com is the website. Don't do, don't do anything with your house. Don't sell it. Don't renovate it. Don't, don't buy another house. Don't do anything until you talk to the Kingston Group. Locally owned and operated, award-winning custom home and remodeling firm. Check them out. BuildKG.com. Uh, Tennessee's number one in the rankings which is what we did technically predict going into this week. It is not what we predicted at the beginning of the season. <laughs> no, 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 it's definitely not. Uh, good for them. I think they deserved it. I think they are the best team in the nation currently, and they can get to get to prove it against the second best team in the nation currently. And we'll see. We'll see who's frauds and who's not, you know. But I think, you know, I got a little message for you, UT fans. Mm. You guys are lying. You guys are saying that that every national person hates that Tennessee is number one. Every national analyst, every every uh, everybody hates number one. You guys are just making up lies. Wait, wait, wait. 
how how can that be true? And also the the secret SEC deep state also be benefiting all the SEC teams from the committee. How can those two things be true? Yeah, we they, we all hate Tennessee, but we all love the SEC. What are we doing? And and there's people that are apparently. Uh, it's just I see a bunch of UT fans. T- you can gloat about being number one and brag about being number one and be happy about being number one, but don't don't take it to that extreme UT ness. <laughs> where you just start fucking making up lies. Like, I don't understand it. Don't make ex- up lies. You're just extra orange. Just yeah. extra, extra orange. Uh, here's the thing I would say. The only thing that matters right now, like that number one ranking means absolutely nothing. Here's what does actually matter. The the journey from less than two years ago, where you are firing your, your chancellor, your athletic director, your head coach, your the head coach's wife is a bag man. You're facing NCAA violations and sanctions. 35 players leaving the portal and less than two years later, you are number freaking one in the nation. does not matter what happens from here on out. That story doesn't change. That is the journey that, that coach youth pastor Josh dad has done for this team. And also Danny white and Dondi plowman and everything else that, that is, that story does not change. And it is the reality. I do not understand this deep state sec bias bullshit. Like I don't understand it. Like the committee is made up of people from Nebraska, Penn state, Michigan, Kansas State, Colorado, NC State, Wake Forest, Navy. I'm not making up these names. Those are the people on the committee. And you're telling me that they're putting too many SEC teams up in the rankings? What does that benefit them for? I don't, I don't just celebrate the fact that you're number one or, you know, Ole Miss, you're number 11, whatever. Just celebrate it and acknowledge that all those numbers are going to change next Tuesday. People are, UT fans are claiming that. People saying they're season, they're, they can't even enjoy college football <laughs> and their seasons are ruined just because Tennessee's is playing well. You guys are on a different fucking level. I have I just like you make it so hard to root for your team because I, I want you to win and right. beat Georgia so bad. And I want what I really want is Alabama to win the SEC championship game against UT. And then have a three, and let's do it one more time. Let's run three it back. Because that's what I want. I want to play. I believe you. And I, to me, Tennessee is one of the best teams, and I've believed in them this whole season, and I have not believed in Georgia. And look, the people that are saying that, well, we beat Bama, so we'll definitely beat Georgia. Georgia's a little bit better than Alabama, in my opinion, as far as on the defense. Yeah. It's and we can get into it right now because I guess I'm. Well, no, let me let me do one more thing on the ranking thing because because I think you're right to say it's sometimes Tennessee you make it so hard for us to root for you. Yeah, and I'm saying that as like a, a college football media person, not an alumni. Obviously, I, I think you are. I think what happens is Tennessee people take one or two people. <clears throat> Dan Wilkin, Pat Forty. <clears throat> they take those one or two national media folks that they don't like how they've acted for the last five or six years, ten years, twelve years. Some of that's your own fault, Tennessee, because you bring it on yourself. Every chance there's a time to gain sympathy, you act like a bunch of idiots. And that's that is what it is. It's just it's happened in the past. And but it I, happens in a bunch of other college programs. It does. Too. It does. Except but, for you guys just go yeah, yeah. one it, step further. It's, it's always extra with Tennessee. There's no question. But like I know all of the folks that 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 are like quote unquote in the net. Like I <laughs> Herbie DM'd me the other day and was like, what's wrong with these people? And like, I talked to Andy State. I know Andy Staples personally. I tell you, you know what they really feel like? They're just happy it's not Alabama, Georgia. They're so happy it's somebody other than the... Like, people could not be happier to talk about a different team. 
Tennessee is something new. It is something fun. It is something different. And most 99% of the people I know in the national media who are friends of mine all are so happy it's Tennessee. College football fans are happy it's not Alabama and Georgia. Yes. Now, listen, Ohio State fans, Michigan fans, they, they're they happy that it's someone different. All As a whole, fans just wanted something new, right? It's why they wanted the playoffs expanded. Get your heads out of your own asses <laughs> and just I, – I would say act like you've been there before, but you haven't been here in a while I would for most of these fans. I would just say enjoy it. Don't go look looking for fights, especially don't go picking and arguing with Georgia fans because this game is going to be probably a lot closer than what you yeah. want because it's going to come down to can Tennessee stop the offensive playmakers that Georgia has that Alabama doesn't have? Yeah, his name is Brock Bowers. Um, yeah. And uh, well, so let Washington. me let me, Washington so, too. Yeah, Darnell Washington, the tight end. They, they've got like four different tight ends. They've got yeah. two really good running backs. Their offensive line is way better than Alabama's. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, they're playing in Athens, not in Knoxville. I think uh, their defense has played better consistently. Now, you know, maybe Alabama's defensive metrics look way worse because they play Tennessee. But I and I think the pass rush at Alabama is better. This isn't no slouch team. I, I don't think you can aptly compare. Well, we beat Alabama, so we'll beat Georgia. Well, Georgia's got two really great playmakers on offense. Alabama has Bryce Young and the running back, Jameer Gibbs. It's, it's and that they're wasn't di- enough. They're different strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, Alabama's offensive line is one of their biggest concerns. Georgia's got the best offensive line in America. Like that, th- those are two very big, very big differences. Now, Bryce Young is so much more special than Stetson Bennett. That's a difference as well. There's differences here. How do they scheme, to your point, the tight ends generally, between 15 and 30 yards? It is that intermediate passing game that Georgia is very, very good at. Tennessee's much better down the field. The question is going to be that intermediate passing game. Can they stop it, and can they stop the run? On the other side, it's can Georgia, with a light box, a four-, five-, or six-man box, stop Tennessee's rushing attack and commit more resources to the back end? Because I don't think Georgia's as polished let's say clearly as they were last year it is all about giving yourself as much protection on the back end as possible um i I, the atmosphere is different it's on the road it's not at home like it's everything is different and i would say this about what you you said tennessee best team in america i do not think tennessee's the best team in america they'd be number three on my list they have the best resume in america that changes with a win on saturday if you go on the road and beat Georgia, you are number one with a bullet, full stop, and you've probably clinched a playoff spot if you beat Missouri and South Carolina and Vanderbilt. Which you should. I mean, at that point, if you beat Georgia after beating all the teams that you've beaten so far this year, LSU, Alabama, and eh, Kentucky, and eh, you know, you you beat these teams and you go on the road to beat Georgia, you drop one of those games, oh man, people are gonna be going crazy because those are games you absolutely 100% should win by double digit points. Every one of them. So, so I talked to a former head coach in the sec and a current power five head coach about the matchup. And I just said, tell me what you think. And one of them, one of them said, Georgia doesn't have the personnel to stop Tennessee's offense. The way we think they do on defense that they're running like Jalen Carter's back healthy, but Nolan Smith is out. So that Georgia's front seven is not as dangerous as it was, as we thought it was last year. And as it's been all season this year, and that Tennessee's offensive line is better than we think. And they're going to take advantage of it. 
That's one side of the coaching evaluation. The former SEC coach told me uh, Tennessee doesn't know like what they're getting themselves into on an individual one-on-one basis, that Georgia can win almost every individual one-on-one matchup. They're both going to score. I just got two different coaches giving me two polar opposite answers about what they see in this game. It is going to be great. I hope it's close. I hope it lives up to the hype. I think both teams are going to score lots of points. Georgia 45, Tennessee 42. Georgia wins close. I don't know what the one deciding factor is, but I think Brock Bowers comes out of that game and people go, oh, that guy's a Heisman Trophy candidate. Yeah, there you go. He's the. I mean, they just – they. They are a better offense, in my opinion, than as a collective unit than what they saw in Alabama, specifically because don't forget Bryce Young was also injured that game. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Alabama does not have as much uh, around him. Do you have? Are you still sticking with Tennessee winning on the road like you picked like six yeah, months ago? That can change. I love that. I love that about you. Um, <laughs> right or uh, die. Uh, all right. And Sony says, my concern for Georgia is how Kirby Smart likes to rotate guys on defense and whether or not the Vols will move slowly enough for him to sub guys. Here, this is a great point, and I didn't mean to extend this conversation, but this, no, is a really, this is a really important point. How does Tennessee affect Georgia's personnel in the red zone? I expect Georgia to give up a lot of yards, give up a lot of yards, give up a lot of yards. But when they get in the red zone, what makes Tennessee the best red zone team in America is they keep you from substituting players. And that is why they're able to then run the ball inside the 10 constantly instead of throwing those deep shots. So like, how does Georgia manipulate that situation in the game flow? I think is keep an eye on where drives end for Tennessee and what, and how they end and what Georgia is doing to stop them. Because if they can't substitute in the red zone, Tennessee will score on you just yep. constantly. So yeah. just keep an eye on that. Um, good point by Stoney there. All of Stoney's points are generally pretty good. As long as his shirt is on uh, wild, wild West, Alabama versus LSU. Are you concerned about this Zach? No, someone asked me that. Uh, actually, I don't know if it was this morning or last night. Asked me, you know, what concern I have, and I said, oddly enough, I'm just not that concerned. I don't know what it is about this weekend that I'm like. I know this is a big game. I know Alabama's kind of, you know, not the same old Alabama, but it's something about, I guess, Jaden Daniels. I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just not sold on him, and I'm thinking, surely. Alabama can handle their business against LSU. It doesn't bother me. That's in Death Valley. Doesn't none of that bothers me. Interesting. Now, am I you know point spreads and all that? No, I'm probably going strictly money line on Alabama because I don't know about the points at all on this game. But I think Will Anderson, you know, they're coming off a bye week, right? I know LSU is too, but coming off a bye week after you know all this stuff that was said, you know. Throughout this, throughout the UT experience and afterwards, to me, I'm just thinking Nick Saban's going to come out, and I think we're going to see an old Nick Saban performance here. Like, a, a, we're going to see. Vintage. Would I bet on it? No, but it's just kind of my <laughs> feeling, my gut feeling. Uh, by the way, our analysis and conversation around the Alabama and LSU game, uh, of course, it's brought to you by a liquor store. Like, yes. obviously, it's in Baton Rouge, so it's brought to you by Weiss Liquors. Of course, uh, search on Uber Eats for Weiss Liquors. Uh, they'll deliver the booze to your house in as quickly as 20 minutes, of course. Uh, just pop on in there. Got a great bourbon selection in honor of LSU and Alabama. They they got a great wine wine selection in honor of Alabama. They, they've got a manager named Andrew that'll help you out with all those big, tough decisions you got to make if you're throwing a big party on Saturday night, like we are for all the games that are happening on Saturday. We got lots of kids coming over. Uh, definitely not serving them booze, but 
the parents need booze, right? right? So if you're having a big party, uh, make sure you go to Weiss Liquors, family owned and operated since 1932. Make sure you check out Weiss Liquors. Just support local business, guys. That's all we ask. You support Broadway sports. You support 440. You support this show. Please support our wonderful and amazing and awesome title sponsors all listed right up here above my head. Uh, Pharmacy, Kingston Group, Weiss Liquors. I, so here's the thing. I think LSU is Tennessee light. They have a quarterback who's dynamic in control of the offense who's running around right now and feels very comfortable. They've got wide receivers who are NFL players in the future and are having great seasons like Tennessee. They've got a really good defensive line that's going to pressure that Alabama offensive line. They're at home. All those things are the same for Tennessee and LSU. Here's the difference, and you already mentioned it. It's the, L- it's the LSU offensive line. Tennessee's offensive line is among the best in the country. LSU's offensive line is average. And if they cannot protect Jaden Daniels, then I think average right. is being very nice too. Well, they're they're getting they're they're getting a little healthier and a little better. But I think you're right. If the LSU offensive line cannot hold up, we have old Alabama. We see vintage Alabama, vintage Nick Saban. If Jaden Daniels' athleticism allows him to keep plays alive, and he gets those 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 really talented NFL receivers on Alabama's secondary running around out there. That's where I'd be worried if I was an Alabama fan. I, I would not be surprised at an outright win by LSU in this game. 13 and a half point spread. Yeah, I just, I'm staying away from that point spread. I, I think it's an Alabama money line. I, th- I think Alabama wins, if I'm being honest and not going with like my gut, like going logically, I think Alabama wins by uh, 10 points. I mean, that would be right in the 13. I mean, I've got money on LSU plus the 13 and a half. Oh, okay. So, so I, that, that makes sense to me. I'll take a 10 point win by Alabama. Um, what's, what's, this is the other factor that's hard to quantify. And that is on the road last year, where, where did you lose? Texas A&M on the road this year. Where did you lose? Tennessee. You almost lose to Florida last year on the road. You almost lose to Texas this year on the road. You almost lose to Auburn last year on the road. This is a very different team on the road than it is at home. There's not really a thing you can point to and say that's why or why not. They're just very, very different. I don't know if it's a, you know, you've talked about Will Anderson and talking about the anxiety and being scared. And I don't know if it's a mental toughness issue or what, but this team is very, very different on the road in hostile environments. And you can bet that night game in Baton Rouge is going to be hostile. So that's oh, a, that's sure. a that's a factor to consider. Um, sounds like we're both taking. I'm taking Georgia. I'm taking Bama, but I like LSU and Tennessee with the points. Uh, I like Tennessee Titans with the points, but Kansas City to win outright. So close yeah. games across the board here, baby. Yep. That's what we're doing. All right. What else you got for me here in the SEC rapid fire? You, is there any other game that you fucking want to even talk about? Like what, what is a game? Get. I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to challenge you. All right. Hype up one other SEC game that's not UT Georgia and Alabama and uh, LSU. Hype it up to make me want to watch the game. All right, so you got – see if I can do this off the top of my head. Kentucky, Missouri's a pick em. Hard to watch that game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to go with that one. Uh, South Carolina, Vanderbilt. Eh, eh not going to go with that one. I could hype up Florida and A&M for you. I could do that. Okay. Anthony Richardson, Florida has a chance to get to a winning record. Texas A&M could lose five straight times <laughs> and fall to three and six. And to watch College Station literally melt before your very eyes to a mediocre Florida team, that could be a train wreck worth watching. Here's how I hike it up. Here, here's how I, I hype it up. And it looks like we might have some some news here coming in, in, in just a second. So we'll get to that in just a second. But here's how I hype up Auburn and Mississippi State. <laughs> 
Auburn just stole Mississippi State's athletic director and fired its coach and elevated the first ever black coach in Auburn football history to the side. Cadillac sidelines. Williams. Cadillac Williams. This is the most S. If this is the most SEC thing that's ever happened, like on Nick Saban's birthday, by the way, which is Halloween, turned seventy-one. Oldest head coach in SEC history, by the way, turned seventy-one on Monday. Same day that Auburn fires its coach without mentioning the name of the coach in the press release. Steals an athletic director from a rival university in the same division during the same week they're going to play each other. That If that doesn't hype you up to watch what's going to happen between Mississippi State and Auburn, I, I got nothing for you because it is storyline after storyline after storyline after storyline. But layered it's on up. during the Alabama LSU game. Well, two TVs, baby. You gotta have two TVs. I got two TVs sitting, sitting right there. Two TVs right there. You gotta have two TV screens or the, or like a, a tablet or something going. But gotcha. you asked me to hype it up. I hyped it up. All right. What's the breaking news you got? How about Arkansas and Liberty? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. On <laughs> well, that. well, Trey just said it was reported on Tannehill, so we need to. We're live here on the air, so we need to. No, uh, it was reported that he wasn't at the open portion of practice. Wasn't at practice. Okay. Yeah. All right. Not not that he's not that he's going to or not going to play. Him. All right. Good. Everybody knows we do this live at one o'clock on Thursday. So if something happens after that, you know, you guys know what's up. Yeah. So um, it's just an awesome weekend of football. Enjoy the SEC. Um, I, I I think today, this weekend is house money for Titans fans. I, I just you've won your five straight. You've taken control of the division. Just enjoy um, what what is a good challenge against the Kansas City Chiefs and then really just settle in and take the pants off, you know, pour some brown water and enjoy those two games on Saturday. That That's the way to go. Um, and no, I will not be talking about the, um, uh, what's the, what's the, the barometric river that's taking place in Seattle. Stoney's talking about Oregon state and Washington. Why is he always asking us about that? I don't know. I don't understand. It's a good game. Uh, but there's an atmospheric river that's coming. That's across the state of Washington. That's like 50 mile an hour winds that affects the passing attack for Washington. So take the Beavers plus the four and a half. That's what I would say. Whatever whatever you just said, but that's what I would say. Uh, Zach, where can people find you? Uh, at FWordsPod, BroadwaySportsMedia.com, and of course, 440 Sports YouTube page and Broadway Sports Media Facebook page, Broadway Sports Media Twitter feed, Broadway Sports Media YouTube page. If you want to watch football and other F-words, you know, I'm just everywhere. I'm everywhere at this point. You, you are. And you're feeling better, right? You sound a little better. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting, getting there. I, I'm getting hot right now. So I'm like, yep. right. I'm, I'm going to get me a lot of water. <laughs> go, go hydrate for the weekend. Uh, if you need something other than water, Pharmacy and Weiss Liquor are both two great places to get something other than water. If you want a beer, go check out the Pharmacy. Get yourself a burger. Great place to go have lunch. You got Weiss Liquors. Make sure you Uber Eats, search Weiss Liquors, deliver the booze to your house in as quickly as 20 minutes. Kingston Group, buildkg.com, making all kinds of big, important financial decisions about your house. Support our local sponsors here on the show. Thank you guys all for chiming in. Um, all you guys that are making comments and, and questions, we love you guys for watching and listening. Please share the product. Tell somebody about it. We really appreciate it. Have a great weekend, everybody. For Zach, I am Braden. This has been a football show.